of safety. If he went by car, he could get snared in a traffic jam lasting hours. Nobody who's anybody gets driven to work in the city these days. On his way, he's delighted to pick up Melissa and deposit her at her office. He doesn't see as much of his daughter as he'd like now that she is married. And this way he gets to spend the first few minutes of his day with her as they speed over the boiling stationary traffic. Because Melissa's penthouse is directly under the helipad, he doesn't even need to phone ahead. She sees the helicopter coming and hears it rumbling on the roof, which gives her just enough time to take a slurp of coffee, grab her keys and rush upstairs to kiss her papai good morning. Being found in bed with Melissa by her father is a far more terrifying prospect than getting caught by her husband. If Zay walked in now, my life would end. It's that simple. Relax, it's not him. Melissa stirs and detaches her lips from the hollow beneath my jaw. It's too early, you know that. She squirms gorgeously on my leg, naked and hot. Ernesto? When did Ernesto ever fly? Don't move. Her hand strays into my hair, placating me as gently as possible so she doesn't have to wake up. She's right about the helicopter. The sound of blades beating overhead soon recedes. I lie still for a further half hour, pretending that more sleep might be within reach before accepting the inevitable. I'll squeeze some juice, I say, sitting up. The sticky noise of her body separating itself from mine banishes the night with all the finality of a plunge into cold water. It's like ripping off a band-aid. For better or worse, the wound is exposed. Once again, we face the facts. In the hallway, the naked form creeping across the mirror startles me, and for an instant, I am Ernesto, stumbling on this burglar in his bed. I stand up straight to assess what he would face if he walked in now. I'm a shade or two lighter than my mother, which implies that my biological father was lighter still. Because I'm cashew to her caramel, it's likely his skin was even less toasted. Milk and honey, almond cream. Where that leaves me, I don't know. Probably to employ an expression still in common usage, in spite of the racial democracy we are said to enjoy, with one foot in the kitchen. That said, my prosperity of recent years helps. Money makes you whiter, as they say. Colour isn't immutable, it's just a matter of context. Either way, things don't look as good as they once did. Boldness is carving twin channels towards the back of my head, like a boat's wake. My skin is pitted and flawed, like tired fruit. And my cheekbones look swollen, almost bruised. Otherwise... I'm like a sylph. I might not be here at all. If you took a swing at the place where you thought my belly was, you'd probably miss it. 
My metabolism is a super-tuned engine, always processing, churning with hot acid. It's why, in spite of my appetite, I am always underweight. It's why my clothes hang well. It's why I can't sit still. It's why people always think I'm nervous, and why nobody ever properly relaxes in my presence. The Sylph in the Mirror Sighs Ernesto. She married Ernesto, the gentle giant. Five years on, I can still hardly believe it. I wonder if there's something about his bulk she finds reassuring, his weight pinning her down. Perhaps it reminds her of being kidnapped, provides an element of Stockholm Syndrome that splashes Tabasco on all that marital meat and potatoes. How did I become this interloper? This...